0: Good afternoon, good morning and good evening. Welcome back to the Interleague Podcast, where you get somewhat timely baseball updates from your favorite analyst, Chris and Alex. Well, it's postseason time, and we're your postseason guys. We root for two of the most storied franchises in all of baseball. Yeah, you heard it here first. Count' them up. Everyone's argument who's been to the most playoffs Ah, uh, the Yankees who's won the most World Series Ah, uh, the Yankees who's won the second most World Series obviously the Cardinals we know winning we've been watching it for generations welcome to the podcast where we're going to tell you what winning looks like spanks let's tell them
1: all right dude, let's tell them we're going to um, tell them step one don't do what our teams did this year
0: <laughs> yeah true yeah. step one step one if you're going to tank tank better, I guess yeah you know? yeah. you didn't even you didn't even full commit to that, although in baseball it's I guess the tank is a little different you know you're yeah, it's just I like think, a well, lottery now right yeah so, I think
1: the Cardinals are in the lottery,
0: yeah, they're gonna get a top ten pick, I do believe well, and with like it's... a decent odds to get like top five.
1: Yeah, I think it's just yeah, I think it's the first five spots that are up and real and maybe it's like every team that didn't make the playoffs has a small chance of getting into those five picks. And then after the five, like it then goes in order by record kind of thing. I think it's
0: right, ours. 48. I forget. backslash MLB. Draft, definitely tracks this st louis right now is in pick five i don't know if that's actually like yeah it's just like be, simulated it lottery
1: yeah, it, yeah so i think i think that the assumption would be that if whoever oh. has the odds on favorite that's like the team with the worst record what would that be oakland would get the number one overall pick is like yeah what, so Oakland looking at
0: yeah, Oakland and Kansas City have a sixteen point five percent chance to get the first pick. The Cardinals have a ten percent chance to get the first pick. So this website will also let you like simulate lottery here. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Ooh, same most for the third. You have to click it a bunch of times for the for the first. But the Yankees are like a 048 percent chance. So yeah, like very, there's a little bit very- of chance in there. Hey, hey, but that one I just did, dude, you had the number three pick, you know, imagine. Yeah. He had a very small yeah, chance, just, but it's yeah, the it new just, lottery system is actually kind of freaking cool. You know, I, you know, it's kind of like that. It definitely helps the tanking. Cause when you're te- when your team's just like trying to lose, it is a little depressing and definitely is not, you know, the best thing for, uh, the brand.
1: Right. And it's like there, I think it, uh. Sort of mitigates, like, the well, we, you know, let's not try at the end of the year. Like, maybe we lose these last three games and we, we move up a pick or two. And, you know, now it's like, eh, like, that's not really as relevant. You know, like, there, there's still this chance that we can, that we can just move up higher anyway. So let's just do the best we can kind of thing. Um, Like, I'd always, I always find it hard to believe or like I, I, you know, maybe me being naive, like nah, teams wouldn't do that. Organizations wouldn't do that, but I mean, they totally do. Who is the,
0: uh, is there a current number one pick? I don't even know if the draft Uh, is on the agenda, but it's where we started, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it wasn't, but, um, I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah, I well, guess it's like know. hard. It's, like, I'm sure it's out there, you know, like some sort of mock draft. Um, I'm oh, sure a lot. Paul like...
0: Skeens. You know who Paul Skeens is, right? Let's see. Boyfriend to LSU Boy. Gymnastics.
1: Right, wasn't well, that who?
0: Isn't oh, is he Pittsburgh go last Griffin? year? Yeah. Oh, 2024. 20, oh, it's coming soon. Wait, why isn't this? I just want the top 100. Yeah, okay.
1: so I don't, so I don't know if like they have like a, you know, the the big draft board, mock draft type stuff yet, um, because there's still drafting? like a, a whole collegiate season to happen, right? Because isn't isn't the draft around the All Star game? Or is it in December?
0: Um. I know the Tankathon website says the draft is in 49 days.
1: Yeah. Well, draft
0: lottery is in 49 days. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's what we're turning off. They'll draw the order.
1: It was around uh, the draft took place right around the All-Star game.
0: Yeah, but oh, they don't start good. ranking guys now, dude. The NFL's got like five years from now ranked up. They're like Shador Sanders should be like the number three pick in this year's draft. Like they know that shit, dude. They be talking. They running out of stuff to talk about, so they'll be talking about the few Like so far into the future, baseball don't do that.
1: Uh, I don't really no. watch the baseball draft. Cause no, not really. But a lot of time watch it. Well, yeah, like you don't you don't really watch the baseball draft, but. I would say probably like your first three rounds, you know, you would pay attention to.
0: I pay attention like- to, yeah, the Cardinals like drafting pitcher, pitcher, pitcher. Outfield. Pitcher. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the smartest GM in the room. You guys uh, are all doing this horribly.
1: Um, I can't yeah, believe you so- let him
0: fall to me at 14. You guys are all idiots.
1: Um, so yeah, so it, it definitely is a little different, but like, so, like, there's an entire collegiate season. Like there's still a whole high school season because they're spring yeah, sports. So yeah. Oh those yeah. Will high happen. schoolers
0: to be the number one pick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, those will happen prior to the draft. Um, so you just never know like who is going to declare or like what. Like I don't know if like signability really is a thing still, um, you know, Like I am, I imagine so. That like high school kids may be less prone to sign with the like in the majors. Like maybe not like if you take them as a first round pick, you're they're probably signable. But you know later rounds maybe not so much, um, because you know nil agreements are a thing. So yeah, but
0: is baseball really getting good NIL agreements? Um, uh,
1: probably not, but you have to imagine that like, they're like, the, they're just probably getting like the cut of Nike or something. Yeah. Like today's day and age is, you know, getting more exposure to that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, like I know like we, we talk about Bowers YouTube stuff all the time and where he was working with like the momentum guys a lot, uh, before he went overseas um, they do a pretty good job of like showcasing, you know, up and coming high school talent or like collegiate talent, um, or even guys that are like were formerly in the minors and stuff like that. Um, not that the not that like momentum's like this big thing, um, but I would imagine that momentum or the equivalent channels are able to compensate you for going on their channel, like hey. Like, yeah. we'll give you a piece of, like, depending on how many views we get, like, this, sure. is, this is what we're going to do. um And, like, they've had uh, a couple, like, high school kids that, like, um there, there was, like, drive for them, like, being asked to, like, get the kid back on and, like, more talent. Like, they went and did stuff with that kid's high school team. Um, yeah, like, not even Trevor being, like, not, wasn't even involved in it. It was, just, like, Eric Sam and... And those guys uh so like the main momentum crew but at least it like sheds a light on that that lifestyle like that atmosphere that most people probably aren't really familiar with like high school baseball especially in our area just doesn't get really kind of any love like it's kind of a throwaway sport um at any kind of high school or even like Collegiate level. I mean, Mizzou on occasion has a good team. But yep. it's really been like... Like, I don't know, like... Mizzou's claim the things like, oh, Scherzer pitched there. But Scherzer didn't really get a ton of publicity.
0: Hey, that's not true, dude. It's Brad Pitt went there, okay? <laughs> well,
1: did, 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 did he go to Mizzou or did he go to Missouri State?
0: Um... No, he went to Mizzou, didn't he? Brad uh, went to Mizzou. I have no sure. idea. He went to Mizzou. Yeah. Things
1: uh, I didn't think I would Google today. <laughs> this
0: article, dude, says nine. This is from this year. Nine South Carolina baseball players sign nil deals with Hey Dude. Um, and then in this article, I didn't know also that uh, Hey Dude was a cro- was acquired by Crocs in February of twenty. 20- uh 22. the brand grew by 70 percent and generated roughly 1 billion in sales last year dude people who've been making fun of crocs dude crocs bought hey dude and generated a billy last year dude a billy that doesn't that was, make
1: them that was funny just on again.
0: that was just on hey dudes that wasn't even on the croc yeah, you know doesn't
1: doesn't not make them funny Logan, though.
0: dude have you seen neil's nerf I Croc? I <laughs> pretty sick. pretty sick sure yeah, that's amazing. but I also remember Neil talking shit on Crocs, calling you out right now, and here you are with him. So
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. I don't think so I'll ever right. end up in that camp. Um, right
0: gang, got dude. do yep.
1: Nope. But I, but I will also say, as as much as I give you a hard time about it, I really don't care.
0: I know, I no <laughs> <So> one cares. <laughs> well,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure that there are some people out there that greatly care. Like it ruins their day when they see crocs.
0: Yeah, but um, those people are already losers. Yeah, they suck yeah.
1: hardcore. Yeah.
0: Um, if you're hanging out with someone like that, they don't listen to this show. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> Very true. Um, but it is way less boring to go through life being indifferent on all of your friends' decisions. Like it is so much more fun to judge them ruthlessly and yeah. make fun of them unneedingly. Yeah.
0: Well, that's alright, dude. I'm gonna judge you based on your baseball team liking smags. Get back to the topic, jeez. Oh,
1: all right. my bad. Yeah, you're right. I don't
0: know if it's me or you, but you're the <laughs> one. I don't know what we started talking about, but <laughs> you, you brought,
1: brought up. We brought up nils. You brought up South Carolina
0: baseball. Oh nils, right? so yeah. But then we were talking about we were talking about yeah. shoes there for a second, so I was getting lost. You know, you went on a tangent about. Hey, Brad the producer. Hey, someone, someone's, someone's got to be the producer here and get us back on track. You know, someone's got to do. it.
1: That, that's fair. I am very much like if you've seen Bad Teacher, <laughs> Justin Timberlake's character, where like you can just yeah. say something and then he'll start talking about it. That's
0: me. All right, <laughs> let's take a caller. All right, Spags, we got a caller. You're gonna listen to this question. <laughs> okay. That be <laughs> that, that would be. Tight? That would be... <laughs> we got some questions lined up for you.
1: What's yeah. <laughs> your honest reaction? Um. But yeah, so playoff baseball, um, mm-hmm. it's been it's been fun. I think um, a That's lot fun. of good games. Um,
0: a little controversy.
1: Some yeah, like
0: not like players' controversy, but scheduling controversy. Some
1: some very surprising outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, in my my opinion, or I guess not surprising, but I I think that it shows, you know, hot topic is the new format, you know, because. All of these top teams are losing again, um, you know, where uh, what like the Dodgers and Braves both lost the last two years. Um, the Orioles are the best record in the AL and they were knocked out. They were swept out in the ALDS. And so all I hear anyone harping about is, oh, the format, the format, the format. Five days off is too long. Teams are rusty. Blah, 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 blah. Um, If you couldn't tell by my, my depiction of said situation, I think that's dumb.
0: <laughs>
1: I think that there is an issue with the format. I think that there are problems with the scheduling, but it's not the five days off, and it's not because of the rust factor. I don't think that those are the cause. I think that there is – it is – it – it creates the current layout, current current format, creates so much of a need for the upper seeds to win game one. Or they are far, far behind in a series. And I get that theoretically they have their ace going against the number three guy, maybe number four guy of an, of the other team. But probably not. It's probably, you know, a upper tier pitcher for them. Um, and if absolutely necessary, their game one starter from the Wild Card series, because of the current format and schedule, could pitch game one of the divisional series. Because you figure they pitch game one, off day are game two, their first day rest, game three, second day rest. Then there's that travel day. So they could go three days rest and they could pitch game one guaranteed. So if it, and if that team sweeps, then they just have their number three pitcher, which you typically need at least three pitchers to kind of make it through the gauntlet of the postseason anyway, that it's really not that big of a setback. You know, like if you were look at like the Rangers, for example, um, if they were healthy, you know, who who knows if they deal for both Montgomery and Scherzer, if uh DeGrom's healthy, but if DeGrom and Scherzer were healthy, going into the postseason with how it was, like they have four legitimate aces, so it really doesn't matter. Let's just yeah. say that let's just say that Scherzer is healthy. You're looking at their game one of the ALDS is started by either Montgomery scherzer or eovaldi whoever didn't pitch games one and game two if they sweep so already there's no benefit grouped for you know the the upper seed other than they're at home and it's not that there's this de-rust but you you do have to get back into competitive baseball like the game is quicker everyone says it all the time Five days off is a long time, especially in the game of baseball, where you typically only have a multiple day off like break at the All-Star break over the course of six months. So it's a sport that you play every day. So what I think gets lost is the Atlanta Braves were the number one team in baseball over the course of 162 games because of their depth, because of how good their bullpen is, how deep their bullpen was, how deep their lineup was utilizing their bench. They were the best twenty-six man team for over 162 games. Well, whenever you start adding in all of these additional off days, it changes the complete complexion uh, of you know, like how complicated managing a baseball roster is. So in my opinion, there just shouldn't be off days for travel. Like, between you know, if if the divisional series gets you know, or the wild card. If it's they're done in two days, then your benefit is that you have an off day. But if you have to win in three, day four of the postseason is game one of the LDS. Like you have zero room to breathe. Like th- this is what you were running through the gauntlet. That's why winning your division and being one of the best two records is the most beneficial they also probably just need to do away with three divisions and go to two divisions and then it's just winning your division gets you a buy and then there's four wildcard teams and the yeah. third division winner just doesn't matter because it is kind of weird to, like well you won your division well but <laughs> you're but you just weren't as good as the other division winners so you're in this yeah. limbo like so you are a wild card team but you're not a wild card team.
0: You're, yeah. 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 And we're, everyone plays each other equal anyway. So having multiple divisions or having four divisions. is Yeah.
1: So that, so that's the other format issue. Like, I don't care that there are six teams to go. I think that that's fine. I think that yeah. of the six teams, like from each league, those 12 teams, I think all 12 teams legitimately had a shot at winning a world series. Um, if they got hot at the right time, like they were capable of being good enough over the course of a month of baseball. Um, but like, if you're gonna tell me that there was any difference between Milwaukee and Philadelphia in the first round, like one won their division, one was just the the best wild card team, but who cares? Like it was the same thing. And then because they don't reseed, you know, it was just like, all right, well, Philadelphia was gonna play Atlanta no matter what. But if Milwaukee got upset, which they did you know, that Arizona wouldn't have to go play the more difficult team. So, Arizona technically had the better matchup over Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia was the higher ranked wild card team out of the two. So, all it did was the only advantage was Philadelphia got to play the wild card games at home. So, it's like these advantages that you're giving for certain situations aren't really relevant. Like, I just don't think they hold a whole lot of water and I think that they should be more valuable. Like, like they, they should, you know, the desire to, to win your division should be a bigger thing. Um, I, I think that there's also grounds for like, um, you know, just expanding out um, as is to like eight teams and not giving anyone a buy and then just make that first round five games. But if you're the upper seed, you start with, like, a one-game lead. It's like you just have to win two games. Or, um, you know, some like even if you do it as, like, a best of three and it's all at one stadium, but the higher seed, so, you know, one, two, three, um, or one, two, three, and four, I guess, um, they all have, like, a one-game advantage. So game game one – if they win it, then the series is just over. And in that situation, it's like, okay, you're going to play two games and then day three, you're going to travel. I also think that they need to not worry about the divisional series.
0: Would that be called the Manford game? Like the Manford runner? Is the runner at second? (laughs) Maybe. Like that. With the the one game that you just get in, or would it be called like, you know, since the Cardinals didn't have to play all their games in the COVID year to make the playoffs or something, you know, maybe like the birds game or something. Um We're, we're trademarking it if it happens. That's all we're saying. We get to we get to name it. Yeah. Spags invented it, we get to name it. That's fair. Um,
1: but yeah, so, so I think that it's just like, there, there are, there are things that they could do to maximize the benefit of seating and they don't currently do that. But I think the big thing is, it's like the same issue I had with September call-ups when you could just bring up anyone that was on your 40 man roster. It's you you were playing baseball under different rules, you know, so now, like you're just playing baseball differently than what you did for six months, where you have all these extra days to travel and you're getting all these days off, and you just don't get that. So if you're getting to throw your best pitchers, you know, you know, for what ninety percent of your games in the postseason, that changes the complexion. Like why, you know, when the Nationals won the World Series, what was that, two thousand nineteen? why were they a wild card team like why were they so bad early on well the answer is that their 4th and 5th pitchers sucked balls yeah like they weren't a deep team but they got to go on a run because Strasburg and Scherzer and Corbin were all really good uh, the last Yankees World Series in 2009 like they were a good team but they were so dominant in the postseason because AJ Burnett, Andy Pettit, and CC Sabathia And they went to a three man rotation. They didn't have anyone after that. So if they had to utilize a fourth and fifth pitcher, Yankees made up, maybe they don't win a World Series. You know, like it, it just changes the game. Like you were, you're, you're, it's different to be a good postseason team versus being a good regular season team. And being a good regular season team doesn't get you shit in the playoffs. And that makes no sense to me. It's so like, that's that's my dilemma. Like, I don't care about the de-rusting. I don't think that that's as big of a factor. But when you lose game one, as that upper seed. So, especially, like, take Atlanta into consideration. So, um, the Phillies were able to go with Ranger Suarez in game one of that series of the NLDS against Atlanta. They only had him pitch four innings or, like, into the fourth, maybe into the fifth, and they pulled them really early, and they went to their bullpen. Well, their bullpen just had two days off, so they everyone was rested. So they got to shorten their start of their of their worst pitcher, like of their worst starter that they were going to use in that series. They got to shorten his leash because they could go to their bullpen because everyone was fully rested from two days off. Plus they knew they had a day off between game one and game two because MLB didn't want to have days where there aren't games being played. So the AL got it last year, the NL got it this year that they got an additional day off in between Game 1 and Game 2. So after they won Game 1 with having their bullpen pitch five innings, all of those pitchers got a a day off of rest and were available again in Game 2. Well, the Braves just used Strider, their best pitcher, and now Philadelphia gets the counter back in Game 2 and Game 3 with Wheeler and Nola, their top two pitchers. So because the Phillies won Game 1, Atlanta's behind the eight ball. Like, they now have to have... You know, like they they had are outgunned in terms of starts. Both bullpens are fully rested, all players are fully rested. Like there was no advantage. Like that advantage was gone as soon as Philadelphia won Game One. Like the, it completely flipped. Philadelphia now has home field advantage. They have the better pitching matchups. They're they're just as rested. Done. All in one game. So you put so much pressure in Game One of a five game series of uh, the divisional series and all of your top teams were in the same boat. Like Clayton Kershaw got absolutely rocked game one, let up what eight runs in the first inning. That series was over at that point. Like there was no, there was pretty much no coming back for, from for LA for that. Like they didn't have the same pitching depth that they have had in previous years. Mm-hmm. Like you were getting ready to see Arizona's best two pitchers in gallon and Kelly like yep. you, you, they were fucked. Like I'll be like because Curt had one bad inning, you know, and it ended their season. In my opinion,
0: Right. Yeah. Like, you would even said you would even said like you would like the way that Arizona had set their, uh, yeah. pitching lineup up because of like worse come to worse, they lose that first game, but then they have these two yeah. pitchers and, going, and, and after just, and after Gallon,
1: yeah, and after Gallon took game one or took game two in that series, they came back with uh, Paft as their Game 3 starter to where, like, they didn't even utilize Kelly. Like, they were just like, ah, eh, nope, here here you go. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just going to throw this guy, and if you happen to win, then we'll come back with Merrill Kelly in Game 4, you know, and then we'll be able to come back with Gallon in Game 5, if need be. So, like, we're at a point now where, like, we have a game to give you, and then you'll have to beat both of our top pitchers when that didn't happen. It's so like now Merrill Kelly fully rested. Cause I think he was nursing like an injury or some discomfort or something, but gallon pitched tonight in game one. So now Kelly hasn't pitched in like seven, eight days, something like that. So should be pretty well rested. They'll need it. Like <laughs> they lost tonight. So down a game, <clears throat> but it's just like, you see it across the board, Texas was the same way. like, they won game one against Baltimore and then they were able to come back with Montgomery and Eovaldi in games two and games three. So like, all right, <laughs> good, cool. So advantage Texas now after they won game one, you know, and so, and that, that's just the makeup of baseball. And I uh, like, it is, it is perpetuated that this is how your team should be built because that's how you win a world series. Like, you you have a roster that is good enough to get in and then a roster that is built for the postseason. That is the current makeup of what allows a team to win a world series. Um, that's why like, I think even if the Cardinals and Yankees got in, they wouldn't be that team because they just don't have, I mean, the Yankees have Cole, but that's it. Like there wasn't anyone after that. Um, and then the Cardinals had, no one, really. Which is why they lost 90 games.
0: Um, Whoa, dude, that's deep.
1: <laughs> but, <clears throat> but, yeah, like, it... It just makes you think, like, all right, like... You you didn't get to Hughes... Like, Baltimore didn't really get to showcase what their benefits are. And it's how deep their team is. It's um, so like they, they almost like it would almost be beneficial for some teams for everything to be best of seven. Um, you know, like why, why there's like this three game set where like we talk about all the time, like anyone could take a series off of anybody in a three game set. So it's very hard to say like the better team always wins there. Cause it's not necessarily the case. Um, Milwaukee, I think played much better than Arizona and their series but their bullpen just faltered in both games. And Arizona got the job done. You know, like, both were very good games. Both starting pitchers from Milwaukee pitched really well. Like, some of the best batting averages in the postseason are, like, two or three guys from Milwaukee. Like, Kirsten Yelk's pretty high up there. I think Willie Adami's hit, like, 570 in the two games. So, like, they were swinging the bats well. They just didn't win baseball games, which is really all that matters but if it were a best of seven, do they write the ship? Like, do they have time to correct that? You know, is it the better team's going to win more often or the deeper team is going to win more often, in my opinion? Um, so, like, that that's, that's where I think it needs to be different, is they just need to mimic the regular season more. And even, like, the argument if- of... Good. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, so I was gonna say, last little thought: like, if the argument is that if you give no travel days, that like, oh well, then everyone's gonna have to play in the afternoon. Like, then cool, that people play earlier games. And really, I hate to break it to you, but like, all the teams like outside of like a team you gonna play early Tampa
0: Bay at eight o'clock in the morning and no one was gonna show up. Right. so
1: You know, but it I, look, think about like uh, Texas and Houston at this point. So if they were just playing game three tomorrow. A, it's right around the corner. You could fucking drive to Arling, from Arlington or from Houston, Arlington, no with no problems. So in this case, it's it's a little different. But let's say even if it were Houston versus Baltimore or Seattle versus Baltimore, and it's coast to coast, then sure, like yep, that sucks. That you're gonna be like you're gonna have maybe uh, four o'clock five o'clock game and it's going to be done at eight and you're going to get on a plane and you're going to fly straight out but you're flying a direct flight on a first class jet that's a fucking chartered flight that you're chilling out like it's not like they travel the same way that we fucking travel and then both teams had to do it so who gives the fuck
0: it's not like you got to go to the grocery store you got to cook your own meals you yeah. got to like like, do all this, like, normal day-to-day shit. Like, literally, someone is taking care of your lives. I get it. Like, you got to, like, do the family stuff here and there or whatever. But, like, I, <clears throat> your focus is baseball. They know it is. Like, you're traveling too much to, like, even be, like, having any of that anyway. So.
1: Yeah. I'm like, maybe the fans would bitch and moan if there were multiple games going on at one time. But, like, how I'm watching all games, like, I, not being a cable player. Package person. Yeah. No one's watching
0: all the games. You can't get all the games.
1: I, I, I do, but I only get them because I think the Cardinals are out of it probably, but MLB TV, they have a $25 package to get all of their Mm -hmm. shit. Gotcha. Get all, all the postseason stuff. So Mm -hmm. you have, you make it available. You have your game and game package. Like you can, you have multi-game of viewing capability for the regular season. You have multiple games going on throughout the regular season.
0: So and you even want to advertise it as like, hey, you can watch both games at the same time because we're doing that. we got both games going on. Yeah,
1: so maybe maybe not everyone catches every pitch of every game, but I I think that that is a worthwhile sacrifice. Um, but like the whole mentality of like, oh well, there just can't be a night that there's no baseball like we want to have the al and NL off kilter so that way. There's never a game without postseason baseball. Or there's never a night without postseason baseball. Who who gives a shit? Like the NFL stays relevant week to week all the time. Like and I get that there's three nights currently to have football games. But in the postseason it's Saturday and Sunday. And everyone's waiting. No no one no one is like, Oh man, I wish I wish I there were baseball, there were football games tonight. You know, like I can't go this one night without football. You know, like no, I doubt anyone is saying that. Like, If it were on, I'm sure people will watch it. But no one's like, oh, this is so stupid. I just can't get into the postseason for football. Like, I have to wait an entire week for the next games. Fucking stupid. No one's saying that. You know, so I, I just don't, I don't understand. Well, what the I'm nice
0: thinking. thing about football is, is like it's a routine. Like you, you have consistent games. You know, it's... It's uh, easy to keep – it's just a little easier to like, oh, cool, this one day, I'm going to do this all day. You
1: know? Right. And really, it's not even it's not even necessarily all day. Really, it's three games. And then you just get to pick and choose which, which ones you're watching. Like yeah. There are three time slots, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, and then the Sunday evening game. Now, granted, you have, like, Thursday night and Monday night football, and I think, like, later after college wraps up, maybe they play a couple games on Saturday. I don't know if they still do that or not.
0: Uh, What, playing Saturday?
1: Yeah, now that they have Thursday night football, I don't know if they move games to Saturday at all. I feel like they used to do that, but that might be of
0: times of old. Yeah, just college football on Saturdays. Yeah. monday went thursdays so gotcha. i guess
1: college now like goes pretty late into the season oh yeah college like, games and yeah and college starts like now and- 11
0: o'clock in the morning and goes like till midnight
1: well i meant yeah. like late late and it goes later into the new year because of the playoffs and whatnot now so it's not it's no longer just like one national champion game like you have yeah
0: two bowl different game
1: weekends and yeah, you know what? I don't know, I think you got a whole like layoff
0: scenario going in, and then bowl games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, they're getting their money's worth for sure.
1: Um, but yeah. So I just I don't I don't get it. I and I I don't care for the schedule dictating who has extra days off. The benefit of you winning a series early would be you get a break. Why do yeah. you want to sweep? Well, if we win in two, we get a day off. If we win this in three, we get two days off. If we win this in four, we get three days off. You know, like that that's the perk. You know, like we got to wrap our series up quicker than yours. That's why we're, we're more rested. If Texas sweeps Houston and then Philadelphia and Arizona go six or seven, like there's still gonna be like two or three days off before the World Series starts. So it's just more like there's just more time that Texas is sitting around doing nothing. Um, now I get it, like you got to wait for your opponent, but the perk of sweeping your opponent versus your other your your World Series opponent going seven games is that you should. Be, uh, hey, we got to rest. You didn't. Like sorry for you. You know, here you go, and you can like even if you want to give it like. One day off between the divisional series and one day off between, like, beef, it's like one day off before the championship series, one day off before the um, the World Series. I, I, I could get behind that. But I think that the difference would be that if they just did away with travel days, you know, and you're just like, okay. Just like the wild card, you're going to play three games in three days. Okay, well, we're not, we're not giving an extra day for travel for the wild card. That's the perk of winning your division, is that you're playing a team that potentially just had to play three games in three days while you had three days off. It's so like their right. bullpen might be taxed. Like their starter, like they probably had to utilize all three of their starters. They can only bring back their game one starter if it's going to be on two days rest, which no one's ever going to do that. So you're ideally getting their number four starter in game one. So it's just a big, a big leg up. You know, like it is, you know, like you can potentially as the upper seed, but okay, instead of Spencer Strider in game one, we're going to throw Max Freed because we want to come back with Strider against their ace. Like we don't want to give them the heads up every other start. We'll give them the heads up in a start. Like maybe when it's their number three versus our number four, when we're up two games to one. You know, like, well, we're going to – that's going to be the chess match kind of thing. like. But the upper seed basically gets to dictate what the pitching matchups are going to be for every game because you know what that lower seed's going to have to do because they went three games. It's like their hands forced. This, this is the best they can do. So here you go. And really they're probably going to have to utilize five pitchers. Otherwise, they're bringing back all of their top pitchers on three days rest because there's no days off for travel so you're just going to play five games in five days if it goes five so you're only going to get you know your top three pitchers once whereas that upper seed's going to get them twice seems like a pretty fucking big advantage if you just got if you just it away with travel days and teams constantly play seven games or like they might like I don't think that you get, I know that you have home stands and whatnot. So maybe when you're playing seven games in seven days, it's all at home or you're like a short distance from one city to the next. But who, again, like who gives a shit? Like you're, it's not supposed to be easy to win a championship. Like it's going to be a grind.
0: It's shit. We're talking about one. We're talking about one day here and there. Yeah. It's
1: like, just fucking get over it. And like, I know the reason why MLB does it is because they want more nights where they're prime time, so they're selling more advertisement space and they're making more money. I 100% know that's what it is. Yeah, good call it. But it's just fucking stupid. It just don't. You know, and I got—I I don't... I guess I, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know how much money that bottom line is, but, you know, if it's like a billion dollars, there's no way they're going to do that. You know, like there, it's probably more likely that the fix then is add two more teams, go to 32, mere hockey, have four eight-team divisions, you have your division winners, you have wild cards. You know, you can even do the fucking mini bracket. So, like, the top three teams from each division go, and then you have two wild cards, and the wild cards get slotted in against the division winners, and you play uh, – you know, whatever fucking best three, best five, best seven, best seven or five, five, seven, seven. I don't fucking care. Take your pick. Um, but then, the, but like for me, like the, the D Ross doesn't matter. It's just, there's no perk right now to winning your division. You don't, you don't get any advantage from it. In my opinion. Yeah.
0: That's why um, Mo just says, just got to get in, you know? Right. He doesn't, he doesn't care. And he doesn't sadly, gotta, like
1: yeah. there, there's some truth to it. You know, it just, It's frustrating
0: what I was going to ask earlier. So if both teams don't lose in the fashion that they lose in, we really even talking about this because, um, isn't it like, I guess really uh, more like recent that teams have lost, but like historically like teams with rest or actually come out on top as far as record goes,
1: um, Yeah, I mean, and it's and it's even hard process to say that like the upper the upper teams don't win now. I mean, like the Astros did; they won last year. They won it all. Yeah, um, and they yeah. were well. I think they were the number one seed in the AL last year. Um, <clears throat> so they they did well. Uh, the Yankees, I think, got a, like had the first round by, and then they beat Cleveland, who was the other division winner, um, like the two three matchup. And that went five games. So it's really like the NL is the the oddity. I think, like, of the four division series that have happened um, under this new format, the upper seeds are, like, two and two or some shit. Or, like, uh, it, it's, it's pretty even. And so for me, like, that... Again, it, it isn't about who who won or who lost, or I think this is broken because the upper teams are losing. I just think that in their current format, the upper seeds don't get any advantage. And gotcha. that that to me is the issue. Like even if they wanted to swap it up say, okay, we're gonna continue to have trouble, but all five games are just played at the upper seed team. Like that's how it is. Home field advantage, like it doesn't go back and forth until it's a seven game set. You know, it's like if it's just gonna be a five game series all five games are played at the upper seed. And it's like, then there's at least that benefit. Um yeah, you know, like I think that that's a bigger deal. Um, but like I said, like there's just so much pressure on winning game one for those upper seeds, because if they don't, they are just drastically behind in terms of the pitching matchups are in favor of the other team. It is, home field advantage for the other team. Cause like you just have to go two and two and you have two games at home. So as long as you just win at home, you're good that the higher seed team that lost game one in this case, they have to go three and one in the next four. And they're going on the road for two of those games to even bring it back. So you're just like, all right, well this it's like all of our advantage is gone because we lost game one. If they win game one, it's still they're down the pitching matchup and they have to, they have to win two of the next four, but they got to go on the road for two. So if they come back and like, if they were going to win the series at home, it's going to be in game five and odds are in game five, the lower seed has the better pitching matchup based on days off and when pitchers got utilized. So it's like, you know, you saw the Braves like day pitch strider in game four the only way they would have been able to save Strider for game five is if they wanted to throw someone that wasn't, that didn't have the same amount of rest. So essentially utilize a fourth pitcher. So if they were up two to one, maybe they utilize a fourth pitcher and then um, they're able to throw Strider in game five, but the Phillies would have been able to counter with their best pitcher you know it's like or well I guess not their their best pitcher but Nola would have been slated for game 5 I'm pretty sure um right cuz Suarez pitched game or maybe it would have been Wheeler Suarez pitched game 1 Wheeler pitched game 2 Nola pitched game 3 Suarez pitched game 4 and then I then I guess Wheeler started game 1 tonight but they had 3 days off I mean what when did one did Philly clinch? I it's like I want to say like before yesterday. Mm-hmm. There was like three days of no baseball at all. Maybe maybe it was two.
0: When was the uh, um well, the Strider game? Was just what Friday night. We watched that in here Friday, Thursday.
1: Uh, Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, th- it was the only game that went on Thursday. So Friday, Saturday, Friday and Saturday there were no games at all. Sunday was game one of the ALCS. So the Phillies had three days off. So if they if they wanted, Wheeler could have pitched game four and then on three days rest pitched game one of the LCS. And that to me I think is fucking broken. That you realistically can have the same starter go two postseason games in a row. That there's an issue there for me.
0: And that just sounds like good strategy,
1: you know. And it's and it, even more so like the the Phillies and Braves they had a game four, so Arizona like I think that they did potentially, um, who pitched game three for them? It's like it could have been Gallon that did pitch for them. Um, oh no, uh, path pitch game three for them, but it's like it it could have been in a world like if. Kelly started game one and then they're like, okay, we, we won that. Let's have path pitch game two. And then we come back with Wheeler are with sorry with Wheeler with gallon for game three. If, if gallon would have done that. So, or, you know, even here, like path pitch game three, that was on Wednesday. So they had Thursday off day, Friday, off day, Saturday, off day, Sunday, off day, four days rest. So if, if gallon had pitched, game three he would be able to pitch game one on regular rest with the teams having with arizona having no games in between there and so i get it like you have to you have to have things planned out for you know like there has to be some kind of schedule and you have to account for you know a series going five games but that's why for me it should have just very easily been like okay the NLDS because if if there are if Atlanta won Game Four, Friday would have been a travel day, and then they would have went back to um, Atlanta for Saturday, October fourteenth, and then Sunday would have started the ALCS, but they would have gotten a day off to travel wherever like for whoever to travel wherever they needed to, and the NLCS to start tonight. So it's like that that day of travel that I was like. Okay, well, you now had you just added in two travel days, and a three-day period of time. Friday, October thirteenth was a travel day, and then Sunday, October fifteenth was a travel day. That's fucking stupid. Like that, you could just do away with all of that. Like, if it went, I guess what it was. Uh, the pandemic shortened season. They did away with travel days, and then. Uh, they played the World Series at a neutral site. It was in San Diego, but it was going to be just seven games in seven days, like no travel days. Um, but they even did that for the other, um, I think the LCS as well, there was no travel days. And so to me, I think that that's fine because both teams were doing it. Like there's no advantage. So if you want one day off between series and then it starts back up. So your series may be like, hey, we just don't know. Like, it could start any of these days because we don't know how many games there's going to be. Like, if everything ends in two days, okay, our, in the wild card round, if everyone wins in two games, cool. Well, game three, now you have an off day. Okay, now it's time. Here you go. Boom. Or, all right, this is your travel day now. If there were game threes, then it adds an extra day because it took three games. So, all right, we had games to day. We'll still add in a travel day. But if, a, like if all the series are wrapped up, you don't need to wait until it's normally scheduled. That, I think, is broken, which is what they currently do. Like, if both these series are swept, I think the World Series will start the same day still, which, what, so... Off day for the AL, game two, so game three, game four. So Friday should be game four. Yeah, so the LCS could be done by Friday. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday would be NLCS game seven. Then Wednesday would be a travel day. And I think... Oh, no, so... Wednesday, Thursday. So they know Friday, October 27th is game one of the World Series. And that would be whether the NLCS goes seven games and ends on Tuesday, October 24th. Or if both series end in sweeps and they end on Friday, October 20th. It's like, why do you need a week off before the World Series if both series end in a sweep?
0: media days baby yeah
1: it's just so fucking dumb so dumb like like i i get it it's a business i we can say that shit till we're blue in the face like at some point like having the best teams win is what what you want to do you know and i i get maybe that defeats the whole purpose of a playoff like you're not trying to rig it
0: but isn't that like then what like I guess if both teams got seven days rest, you know, you, we, would at least get the freshest seven days. And then, but we'd been having this argument. Some people would argue that's too much.
1: Right. Or, oh, oh well, one, one team just turned it back on quicker than the other. And that, that's how it was like, if they would have played, like if, oh, both that those team's team got 10, younger guys. Yeah. If yeah. both teams only had two days off, this series might've been different and maybe it fucking would for sure. But what I can tell you is that you don't need a week off. You know, like that—that that to me is too much. Like, right,
0: you're just mad that baseball's coming to an end, soccer's uh, starting to come to an end. You know,
1: yeah. But just starting to start. started. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the hockey podcast is about to be going strong. You're good.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's on. It's not about that. It's not about that. I just think the scheduling is fucking stupid. That's all I can say about it. I, I. Also think that the six teams isn't right for me. I hate the two teams with the first round by and they're being three division winners. I think that shit's fucking dumb. So I think they need to change that. I don't care if it's six teams that go. I don't care if it's two division winners that get a buy. Just make it two divisions then. Just, make just them, like make them two divisions.
0: Just like in American politics. So, you know, MLB can't change any of this without like players uh, union agreeing. Right. So it's more like a. Political thing as well?
1: Probably. And I'm sure that whoever brings it to the table, the other team's gonna be like, Well, what are we getting out of it?
0: Yep. 100%. You
1: know, because there's no third party that cares about the benefit of the league, which is what Manfred's supposed to be, but he's not. You know, like but that's like hey, this is what we're looking at doing. Like, hey, all right, we just yeah, changed it up.
0: The benefit of the league for Manford is the the arrow pointing up. So as long as dollars get made, decisions get laid.
1: Right, but the but the reason why the arrow pointing up is relevant to Manfred is because he's voted into his position by the thirty owners. Right, so that's who he works for. He doesn't work for the betterment of ml of Major League Baseball. He works for the thirty owners. So if profits are yeah, the thirty are up,
0: owners the 30 owners care about profit.
1: Correct. You know? So Manfred has to care about profit or they're just going to remove him from his position. That's Correct. why it's stupid. Like, they can have someone represent them. They, Capitalism they, ruins everything. And the players everything. can have someone represent One them, we have- but the league needs someone to represent it. And it doesn't happen currently.
0: Yeah, they'd just get overrided anyway. They'd be like, oh, yeah, but you really, you're just the product.
1: See, you know? Like you talked about you're not our, the, you're you talking about business. like our our political system, but that's why the government there's three branches, checks and balances, dude. Like that's I know, and that thing. shit ain't
0: working either. What are you talking about? That shit ain't working either. So well,
1: it doesn't work because of the people that are in it, not because of the system.
0: And that's the yeah, MLB. It's arguing the same thing, right? Truly, <laughs> the people, the owners, but the owners. The current care system about doesn't order.
1: work. The current but it system works. is not but good works. for the long term of the game.
0: Well, it's not. Um, it's, good for, it's good for the the few, not for the many.
1: Right, and uh, the many, although your fans. many
0: really care? Are the are how? What is the the small percentage of guys like me and you who sit around on Monday to Wednesday night podcasting about <laughs> baseball care about you know that the casual fan of baseball pr- doesn't probably consume media could care less about the drama that's going on in baseball they just want to tune in they want to see a good game they are not existentially thinking about how the good game formed how many days off did this team have how many this how many that they're tuning in at 7 10 they're like oh cool look at that zach wheeler starting didn't know that you know who's he? any good yeah (laughs) Yeah, did I wonder if I should have bet on Zach Wheeler to have most strikeouts in the postseason? Probably not. Yeah, we should probably just
1: talk about it, but then not pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, they're not those guys. So I think there's definitely a small subsection of us that are maybe more invested than others. But I think you know we're the one percenters in baseball. If we're going to be the one percenters in anything life, it's going to be I guess baseball. Um, And that's you know
1: totally warranted. I get your point.
0: So then the owner legitimate be like well the mass consumer is going to tune in no matter what we do so the dollar is more important than anything because even if we arrive up the core fan base they're not really going anywhere baseball is a unique product no other sport is like baseball it's not Just you don't get that I mean there's a championship at the end so that feeling is kind of the same when your team wins but you know, the grind of baseball, the storylines of baseball, you're in it. You're not leaving it. They know that. So, dollars. Uh, and, I, point.
1: and I totally get all of that. And I think baseball is unique. I know there's a decent number of people that also can, you know, have the stance of 162 games is too many. You know, it, it isn't needed. And to be fair, like, where I'm Yeah, you want to up. I, I like the 162-game season. Like, I, I think that it is fair. I think that the changes they just made to the schedule were for the better, that you're playing every team more often. You're seeing everyone every year. Like, you're playing in every stadium at least every other year. Um, I think that everyone that's all good for the game.
0: More, you know, more along the lines of the same. You might have a different, like, oh, i got to travel farther here, but you're definitely traveling closer there. So I'd imagine it would even out or, you know, for a Missouri team, you know, much easier. Um, But, you know, some teams had to travel much farther than other teams. Definitely.
1: And it's, you know, even in situations where, you know, like, yes, it it is the bottom, the bottom line, like that dollar figure is going to be more expensive for travel, but it is good for the game for everyone to be able to see Shohei Otani every other year without yeah, needing to travel, program. without, without needing to go somewhere out of their way. Like he will play in their Three. stadium every other year. And um, he might pitch. Right. Um, Aaron judge, you know, like uh, the Nolan Arenados of the world. Like everyone should have the opportunity to see this defensive Marvel that gets so much hype around the league. Everyone talks about it. Maybe the arguably the best defensive third baseman ever to play the game. Well, now everyone has an opportunity to see him play, at least every other year. You yeah, know, like it, that that he will be there. You know, there's always a chance he could get hurt. Brainouts happen. I get it. Like that. I that aside, but at least it is on the schedule that you have the opportunity to see this guy play, at least every other year without traveling. Like you just get to go represent, like go support yeah. your home team. much
0: better than traveling four hours to go watch Aaron judge bang dudes. And some dude yell Aaron judge bangs dudes for, you know, three hours. You know?
1: Yes. That was an interesting trip. Um, but I I think, but I think in the, in the same sense, like for me, where, where I am in that 1%, like it makes it very easy for me to travel to other ballparks that I wouldn't necessarily have gone to, um, like, Oh, New York is going to be at every other, like at every stadium, And every two-year period of time. So, oh, they aren't there this year? Well, I know they'll be there next year, so I can plan accordingly. Yeah, I go into Cincinnati. You know, if it's same league, they'll be there every year. So it's like, oh, I want to go to Arlington or Houston? Cool, Yankees will play there. But Colorado, maybe they don't. San Diego, maybe they don't. San Francisco, maybe they don't. So it's like, all right, they're not there this year. They're going to be there next year. I can plan accordingly. You know, it's not like, oh, here's another year where the angels aren't coming to St. Louis. So pools, isn't going to play here again. You know, like that just doesn't happen anymore. Um, and I think that that's good for the game. Like I, as mo- as awesome as those moments were, like pool being back here for the first time was like nine years when he finally came back. Like, sure. Um, you know, is that, is that cool? Like, yeah, I'm sure it is. In some situations, like, Bryce Harper, he went back to Washington right away because he went to the team that's in the same division. So Philly played like nine games in Washington, Harper's first year there. You know, like so there's some that it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um I think it was quite a bit for Machado before he went back to Baltimore.
0: Yeah, because he went to the NL. Yeah. Right.
1: And he went out west. So he yeah. went different league complete opposite side of the country. So they aren't making very many trips out, out to the East coast.
0: Yeah. Going to play at, you know, nine o'clock at night in San Diego. Right. Um,
1: <clears throat> so it's just, it's like, I, I think that the, the changes they've made there are for the better. And I think that those, those changes are the prerequisite of, Okay, like we've kind of started to level the playing field that you're not playing half of your games in the division anymore you know we're kind of skewing that number. so now the next step is expanding let's get two more teams out there and then from there and that's why I think really for me, just like the NHL did it the next step is realignment have a you know two divisions of eight and two divisions of seven and then your, You know, your expansion teams would slot into those seven division, uh, 17 divisions. So I think in the NHL, it was both Eastern Conference divisions had eight teams and both Western Conference divisions had seven. Then Vegas joined the Pacific and then Seattle joined, or, uh, Vegas joined, yeah, I think Vegas joined the Pacific. And then when Seattle joined the Pacific, Arizona shifted to the Central. So, I I, I think that that's the same thing that you do. And if you have more teams, like, that are primarily in the East, like, that's what you do. Like, if you want an AL and NL East and West, like you used to do, or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Or if you want, you know the eastern conference and a western conference and you go more regionally based like a lot of sports do i mean i guess not a lot i guess i think it's really just basketball that's divided purely that way um football is geographic but all four divisions exist in both leagues um hockey is geographic but are i think or no i guess they are eastern and western conference yeah, so they're separated geographically, and then the division's even more so. It's like you, you have a blueprint to do whatever you want to be successful <clears throat> in that. Uh, MLS uses an Eastern and Western Conference, and they just go straight from there. Like They just have their 14 teams, 15 teams, whatever it is, and they're all one conference. They mm. don't even have divisions. It's like, here you go. You're all on, playing for the same nine playoff spots. That's all you got. The only thing we care about is are you first or and are you eighth or ninth? And then everything else, you're just if you're second through seventh, you're just a normal matchup. If you're first, you get the wait and see who wins out of eight and nine. So they have to play a playoff game before they play you, and then it's a best of three. So that's your advantages. They have one extra game that they have to play before they come play you for a playoff game. <clears throat> So, I think like yellow cards can play a factor into that. Obviously, there's a chance of other injuries, you're tired, you know, like there there's other shit like you, you know, so that's that's the advantage that you get. Maybe it's enough, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I haven't paid enough attention to MLS. Um I don't know how quickly their games are played. Anyway,
0: gonna figure it out here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, we will learn more about it pretty soon. Like
0: twenty seventh? We had eleven days, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I think it's because uh, I think city is off this, or maybe maybe this. Com- maybe they were off this last Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I think, we, yeah, so yeah, maybe I think we're off last is, Saturday. Yeah, the twenty-first is our last regular season yeah. game. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then I think it's like the following weekend that game start. And I think, like, I don't know how quickly they happen, but I, I'm i pretty sure it can go three games. I think is how their, their, the postseason works.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a series still.
1: Uh, for, for that first series, I think. I don't know. I don't want to lie. I'm, I'm looking it up real quick or I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, don't lie, it. dude.
0: No cap. Um, we'll be capping on this station. It's yeah, official bags sure. and I lost by point two points. That's so dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah so the so wildcard matches are held October 25th and 26th. So that is the eight versus nine. And then there's the round one is a best of three series and the matches happen October 28th through November 12th. So that's like three weekends roughly. So they still play once a week. Um, then the conference semifinals are November 25th through December 3rd. And then the MLS cup is December 9th. Um, and I think, like, so every round one will have a winner, no ties, no aggregate score, and the matches are home away home, so the higher seed will host game one and game three.
0: Okay, um, so the MLS isn't, like, a uh, play-in-one-city championship?
1: Um, So I think for the championship, it's just a single game. But the gotcha. opening, but the opening round, they do a best-of-three. So I, th- I think the concept is that the anticipation is the higher seed would win more often than the lower seed. So you wouldn't see those one game upsets. Um, then in the conference finals. Um, so are sorry? In the uh, conference semifinals, there's it's single game elimination, the higher seed hosts. Um, and then Uh, The conference final is single elimination hosted by the higher seed. And then the MLS cup is a single match hosted by the higher seed. So yeah, so it's just the series and the opening round is it, and then the higher seed hosts. Um, So I think the only team we won't have home field, like we won't host against is if we play Cincinnati in the MLS cup. Other than that, every other game, all we have to do is win at home and we will make the finals. And if Cincinnati gets knocked out, then we would have home field, we would host the MLS Cup final as well.
0: I mean, not to jump sports, but dude, why do the Blues not play until the 19th?
1: <laughs> yeah, why do we have six days <laughs> off after two? Dude,
0: the season like just fucking started. Yeah, what no, the heck, dude? I feel no, like no, that's how the Cardinals get it too. Oh, play one game, take a day off, play three.
1: Yeah, oh, it's, no. uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Hockey is weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the scheduling just kind of all over the place, but I think that there's like, they have it worked out where like everyone, like, so kind of how NFL has their bye week I think the NHL has that same thing where like every team has where it's like a six or seven day break worked in, but it varies throughout the season. So like the blues, I think just got unlucky in their scheduling that it happened. Two days, really early. Two days in.
0: Yeah. And so, how can that even be that early?
1: I don't know. And I could, Wild be, must, I could be talking out be of my ass right now, well. but I think it's something like that. <clears throat> so, but either way, I, so I I I know we've I've spent basically an hour bitching about playoffs in the current <laughs> format.
0: And, yeah, dude. Spirited fan base, one percent conversation. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, but for me, I think that it, it just all holds like a, uh, like in, in the aspect of fair play. Like, I, I think that if you earned an advantage, you should be able to take advantage of that advantage. I don't think currently the format gives any additional perks to Upper Seeds. Um, and that, to me, is where I find the problem. I don't know if the fix is last days off. I well, I think that that could be a fix, like removing travel days or you know, adjusting the schedule on the fly for one series to actually wrap up versus a predetermined schedule. Something along those lines. I get the stadiums get used for other shit, but I think you should be able to plan it out. Like, hey, here this is our these are our playoff windows, like Games could start as early as this day, or they could start as late as this day. And then they could wrap up as early as this day, or as late as this day. So, like, be cautious. Like, we're going to take advantage of our days first. So, if we go on a playoff run, and we end up being the upper seed so now we host game one and game two, where we originally didn't know that was going to be the case, you're going to have to cancel your shit. You know? Like, I, I, think, that that's, I think that's fair. You know? Our stadium will be your first fucking dibs. Shouldn't be a problem. Right. But whatever. Um, <clears throat> so, So I think either that route or I think long-term, the solution is just going to 32 teams, have 16 teams make the playoffs. There is no – like, there's no difference in days off. <clears throat> so whatever, like, everyone's just playing – they can do whatever they want. I still think less like a, I think like a single travel day or no travel days between series. And then just like, Hey, if you wrap up the series early, you get days off. That's your perk. Um, something along those lines. And then I hate the whole, well, we have to give, we're going to give the NL this year, an extra day off after game one. So it was, you know, off day, off day, like off day because game three didn't get played, off day for normal travel day, game one got played, off day, game two, off day. So it's, like that's that's what happened in the NLDS, both of them. Stupid. And that was the ALDS last year. Stupid. I think that that shit's dumb. Like if that's what you want to do, like if you want to be off, just start the series a day later. Like don't give them an extra day off. In between games. Like that's dumb. Like that changes a lot of. Like that changes the complexion of what you can do in game one. Because you know you have a day off tomorrow. Stupid. Um, give, gives even less advantage. Like I talked about to the upper seat. <clears throat> but really it should just be. Put everyone on the same schedule. And then you just have baseball on these nights. And then you have off days for travel. If that's what you want to do. Or just don't have travel days. Just don't have games off of travel days. Because both teams are making that travel. You can have a travel day in between series. But during a series, you don't need a travel day. You know, it's like Houston and Tech, like the Rangers and the Astros, they don't need to travel a day off to get from Houston to Arlington. You know, Philadelphia, Arizona, it's a little bit further. But guess what? They also don't need a day off for travel days. Like they could wrap up the game tonight was done by nine o'clock our time, so ten o'clock on the east coast. They could be at the airport by midnight. They could be. Yeah, in they Arizona. Got a plane waiting. Yeah, they could be in up. Arizona probably two in the morning local time. So it's like two hours. They land two hours after they took off because you gain two hours going back to mountain time, and now you're you have a game that starts. What? Seventeen hours later? Seven PM? Okay. So you you get your eight hours of sleep and oh man, you still have nine hours before the game starts. No. Oh, your life's so hard. I hope you I hope you enjoyed, you know, room service in your, you know, penthouse hotel room in your first class flight. Like get the fuck over it. <clears throat> So that travel days during a series <clears throat> should needs to go away. Thirty two teams, two divisions, eight teams each. <laughs> eight teams make the playoffs. It's not gonna make it happen.
0: Last time I'm gonna say it. I promise.
1: Yeah, real simple. Um, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm talking about it, but here's <laughs> but, but also, a couple more, more quick points. <laughs>
1: one more time.
0: Um, a couple more quick points. hey Nick Cassiano's deep <laughs> drive to left field. <laughs> ah <laughs>
1: oh, shit um so speaking it's of on. so speaking of the lcs though um this this had a little bit i feel it was a little bit better of a topic when we were still in the division series and we didn't necessarily know who the lcs matchups were going to be but after nope. you know timing just didn't work out and we ended up not recording last week we just i just put this off so potential exciting world series matchups like I changed this to World Series because I thought it was, you know, I thought it would be fun to go through like what the LCS matchups could be.
0: Yeah, a handful of matchups. Or,
1: like who, who, what would be some fun matchups to see? You know, and then here now it's it's really simple. It's you know, Arizona versus Houston, Arizona versus Texas, or Philadelphia versus one of those two teams. Like there's a, those are the only combinations that we have. So <laughs> it's a little bit more limited. Um. But I I don't know if there was any, like, particular storylines that you felt would be be more exciting than one of the others.
0: No, I don't. Honestly, I don't feel like any other team besides Philadelphia really, I guess, has much of a storyline as far as, like, just like how, like we were talking about how like deep their players are and stuff. Like Houston's just kind of like, you know, you've heard about them a million times. So like, what's the storyline? Oh, they're like, they're going back again. Okay. Well, some- the,
1: so uh, maybe, and again, maybe oh. I'm, I'm jaded in my viewing of this, but no team has repeated as world series champs. Since yeah, the Yankees. yeah,
0: you're definitely worried. You're definitely worried about it because you don't want it to happen. You're not I like, oh, don't. this could be. <laughs> to to cool. be fair, to be fair, yeah. I also We're didn't want Houston them. to win
1: last year when yeah. Houston hadn't won back to back. But yeah. I definitely don't want the Astros to be the next team to fucking or the most recent team to do it. That should yeah. annoy me. So yeah,
0: oh, okay, cool. So they have one storyline, but that just like rings true to your heart because you're a Yankees fan,
1: right? Now <clears> if it's against is Philly, like, though. If it if it gets, if it's against Philly, then it's a repeat of last year's World Series. Yeah, and I feel like that's pretty rare in sports, other than the NBA. In fact, the NBA sure. it's like the same teams that fucking go back every year.
0: Well, yeah, because they're like, uh, hey, let's. Who are the five players we can get to play with? Uh, you know, it's either either you got LeBron James or Steph Curry, or now like Giannis. Pretty much like that's right, if you got I, one of those guys, you are pretty much going to win.
1: imagine. I would imagine, over you know since. Two thousand, probably be less than five times yeah, through the flight sure. through the four major sports in North America that you've had a repeat, like not a repeat winner champion, but the same teams face off in a championship and back to back years. And I yeah, imagine well, they're all probably the NBA. Well,
0: there couldn't give me a quicker way to for sure root for Philadelphia is that they would play Houston. So Houston to me again. Not like super excited all the way around. If they make it, they make it. That's that's fucking Houston. What are you gonna do about it? Texas, I feel like should have like this cool storyline. But I mean, I mean they're a good team, but like I don't know, what's their storyline? They just like a good team, they ain't been here in a while. Like yeah, I guess they're exciting, but like I don't know, they don't have any like they don't have like a flashy player. They're just like I guess, like, from a Cardinal standpoint, obviously, it's going to be depressing looking at some of these players um, in the World Series if you're in Texas. So maybe from like, a, that, um, but good for them. I kind of want to see them there um, because, you know, maybe, oh, actually, you know, I don't know. I don't know, good or bad. Because Mo would be like, look at these players. I had all these guys at one time. They're all in the World Series. And then we'd never draft another guy ever again. Um, and then Arizona is, I guess, yeah, a young team that, like, cool if they make it there i can go watch zach gallon who was also in the cardinals organization and Merrill kelly who was also in the cardinals organization and they still got carson kelly on that team carson kelly was in the cardinals yeah, organization he got,
1: really he got dfa'd
0: he got oh perfect good so at least they have one less guy that was in the Cardinals organization on their squad so so really but i think like philadelphia is that like Obviously, I think it's the Bryce Harper factor, 100%, um, at least for mainstream media. Uh, And then, uh, you know, again, I think Nick Cassian, we've talked about how Nick and anyone on that team could be a storyline or could be the MVP. So for me, it's like, especially after watching Philadelphia tonight, it's like Philadelphia is probably like that. Like, can they make it all the way? And then it's like, who might they play? So. I haven't. I probably didn't think about it into the storyline like you did, but I just haven't – I don't know, the other teams aren't – and I'm trying to, like, make Philadelphia exciting here because you know how much I don't really like Bryce Harper. <laughs> I, so like, I feel like – still, like, they're I feel they're like your excited,
1: big hook you know? on Philadelphia is that they beat Atlanta. Like, you would much rather, like, if Atlanta were in the LCS versus Arizona, that's who you'd easily be rooting for.
0: Um. Yeah, but it still wouldn't be, like – They wouldn't even really have that much of a story. I'd be like, well, yeah, obviously, they're the best team in baseball. Look at their fucking lineup. They literally have everyone. And, okay, cool, they got probably lucky in some pitching. That would have been their playoff story. Other than that, like, they were kind of, like, they were just another team that's, like, expected to be there, right? Like, Philadelphia, we could have expected to be there, too. But, like, they've, you know, they've. I would like to say they played bad baseball, but they were, like, above 500 all year and, like, 10 games above 500 and, like, constantly competing for their division. So I'd like to say they were bad at some point in time. They were just, like, better than the Cardinals were, but they were they were doing worse than they should have been doing, I guess I Correct. should say.
1: Yeah, They uh, so they they start out real similar to what I would say is, like, the Yankees did, and it was trying to, like, chase down Atlanta. Like Atlanta yeah, like, why are you, like,
0: a 500 team that yeah. loses, like, two games in a row here and there? You
1: know? Right. And then... It was like Philadelphia went on their run after the like after the All Star break with like the Trey Turner standing ovation, and he got going, and then the team just kind of got going with him. Yeah. And I think that we aren't surprised that Philadelphia is in this situation because we picked the Phillies to win the East, you know, in preseason.
0: Um, yeah, and we picked them to they, beat Atlanta. That's yeah, how good they, they were. Because their yeah, pitching was that much right. better, pretty and, much.
1: And the only change that they really made from last year's World Series run was they added, arguably, the best shortstop in the game. So I was like, oh, all right. Like, this this should be what... Put some over the top, like have not just the best high. defensive,
0: shortstop in the, game, the best offensive. <laughs> well, Francisco Lindor is kind of a monster, so with top two, one of a top two, arguably, yeah,
1: yeah just arguably yeah. one of the, the like he's a top tier shortstop in the game, and he's a table setter, it's like someone that you could put at the top of a lineup. They have this weird Kyle Schwarber bat batting leadoff shit, I don't know why, but yeah. whatever. Leadoff
0: bombs, uh, yeah, dude. I don't
1: I don't get it.
0: They got Nick Castillo's batting seventh, their lineup is just kind of. Weird, they have your traditional, I think, like 2-3. I mean, to me, it was a surprise that Nick Castellanos wasn't more like a 4-5 hitter, but, I mean, what they got going is working. You know, everyone's well, comfortable and, in their spot.
1: And it's a lineup that's without Reese Hoskins. Yeah. It's like, really, you probably could shift everything. Yeah, you were out.
0: talking about how they, like they should trade, be traded for first baseman. Like, why aren't the Cardinals off Paul Goldschmidt to the Phillies? Like, they well, yeah, I, I
1: didn't know that Bryce Harbour was a first baseman
0: yeah true that he didn't either yeah so bryce harper could do anything dude (laughs) yeah
1: little little that i know um yeah yeah, it's his year dude an adult
0: yeah the writers have written their story dude it's yeah it's playing out now
1: year of harper
0: Mm -hmm. you didn't know it early on but they were gonna finish it that way
1: yep yep um yeah, so but he'll, I, so he'll I, hand
0: the MVP trophy to his boy Nick Cassiano. So at the end of it, he'll be the first person to hand it over.
1: Yeah,
0: and so, then Nick will drink like alcohol out of it or something. And
1: <laughs> then do like flip cup with it. Like ah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, flipping everyone off.
1: <laughs>
0: I fucks with Philly. I fucks with year. Philly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I fucks with Philly. You know. Um. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so so I agree though. I don't think that there's necessarily any like from a, from like an exciting matchup. Um, I think it would like I think the LCS matchup for the like the ALCS matchup is a good one um, if Scherzer is healthy and pitches tomorrow. Um, I would have loved to have seen like Verlander and Scherzer just square off against each other um, in a start. I think that that would have been a mm. lot of fun given that they were teammates yep. earlier in the year.
0: Yeah, that would have been tight.
1: Um, I think that that would be cool. <clears throat> um, I, I agree. I think Arizona is an exciting team that doesn't get a ton of coverage with where they're at. Like they were always just kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the NL West, even though they were leading the division for quite a long time. But then they fell off. They turned it around a little bit. They stayed hot enough down the stretch to kind of limp into the playoffs. Um. They more so made the playoffs because, like, Cincinnati fell apart at the end of the year. Chicago had a really tough schedule at the end of the year. It's so, like those teams ended up losing, like, six of the last eight or nine games. And Arizona was able to, like, just kind of limp in as that number six seed and not get past. I mean, like, Miami even surpassed Arizona in the standings. So, like, I think they only won by, like, a, like they made it by like, a game or two. Um, so just barely crept over the finish line and then just like gangbusters came back with two late wins off of I think Milwaukee maybe even had like the best NL bullpen ERA and like it's like the best bullpen ERA in the NL so pretty tough feat to come back off them two games in a row to advance on the road Um, so kudos to them and then LA just wasn't ready for them. Um, I think what they – it went three games. LA batted in 27 innings, and I think it was three innings, like three of LA's at-bats, they weren't trailing. Like they were losing after the top of the first in games one and game two, and then it was like the bottom of the third when Arizona hit like their four home runs And never looked back. So it was like LA had three at-bats where they weren't trailing in the series. And they were tied in those. Like they never held the lead. Like it it was probably probably one of the most dominant playoff series I've ever seen. Like just one team did not look like they belong there. Um, Reminiscent of like the NLCS of Washington over St. Louis in 2019. Mm. Like where St. Louis just, they they advanced and then they decided that that was it for them for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I already made golf plans at the beginning of the year to be playing golf on this day, so Right. we're gonna have to lose.
1: Yeah, so I, so I think it would I need be more off fun. days. Yeah, I think it it would it would be fun to see a young team like that play. Um, they made like not I don't want to say ballsy trades, but like. They've been pretty active. Like, they have made some relatively big trades. Like, you know, they traded away Dansby Swanson, like, early on in his career, like, when he was still, like, a first overall pick, you know, before he really broke out in uh, Atlanta. Um, He, or they traded away Goldschmidt, obviously, um, to bring in pieces there. They brought in, like, other, like, Zach Gallon. Like, Cardinals didn't trade Gallon to Arizona. Like, Gallon went to Miami. And then they ended, like, Arizona ended up dealing for him. So, it's like they've quietly kind of built this contender. And I said they were just kind of like the middle child that no one ever talked about. You know, they're not the Dodgers. They don't have the lore of the three championships in five years as the Giants. And they <laughs> they're in a like horrible
0: Dodgers. division. Yeah. They don't well, now like that doesn't ratings. matter, but it still kind of matters.
1: Well, and they're in a horrible division from a standings perspective.
0: Yeah, they just wanted to play the Dodgers all the time, but
1: right. But the the vibe is always like, well, the Dodgers are just so good, which they are. I mean, Bats Freeman, like those guys are going to be perennial MVP candidates. Um, you know they. They are starting to age, and they have some shit contracts. So it'll be interesting to see what happens now with like Bowers' money coming off the books, um, Julio Urias, like his money coming off the books. I think when we looked at it, they have something like eighty million dollars. Yeah, like again, three have... rotation spots. Like they have playing. so
0: much money yeah, coming off the books. The
1: guard still like they're paying.
0: And I don't even think last year like. Or that, likes even their highest payroll. So I think they have a bunch of money coming off payroll. And then I think they're, like, probably comfortable spending above that, even just because in the past they've been above that. Right. Um, like, I think they bad. were, like... Yeah, so.
1: yeah, I think when we yeah. looked at it, they were, like, 260. And I think that they've floated near, like, 300 in the past. So yeah. it's, like, they could easily be in a spot where, like, they add $80 million, $200 million, like, spend yeah. that in the offseason right now. So like they could have a whole new rotation. Um and that's why it'll be interesting to see like what happens with the pitching market cuz there's so many teams that are in that market that the cost of playing is going to go up just you know, because and there's probably like
0: five legitimate guys that you could go out like depending on what you like. Um there's a ha- there's a there's a couple of guys out there. You know, obviously Shohei's going to set the market and he's not going to pitch, and then everyone else is going to be totally not even close to that. So then it's going to be like Aaron Nola will set the market because I, I would guess he just sets the market because he's more like in that eight-inning pitcher where, you know, Snell's probably like a six-inning pitcher. Still dominant, but the six-inning pitcher nonetheless. Um, and then there's a couple guys after that. So yeah, if you got some money willing to spend it on pitching this off season, need a rotation, uh you could get one pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean and there and there's guys like you know where the the Cardinals have talked about like oh we're going to spend on pitching, but if they don't want to like blow like blow the doors off with spending on starting pitching, like there are other options that I think are reasonable that could be like short-term solutions. That let them kind of set their cards, and then they could always look at like trying to see what they can do through trades. Um, like I think Martin Perez is a really interesting option. Um, that he's going to be a free agent. He made like you know, he made 20 million last year, but market value has him closer, like 12 million. But lefty <clears throat> pitcher pitches the contact. He's
0: we need 32. a better pitching coach to bring in guys like this. That's, that's yeah, you know, coach sucks.
1: Um, You know, uh, Nola obviously will be expensive, but, like, Giolito is one of those guys I think, like, will kind of go under the radar. Um, Luis Severino, one of those guys. Uh, Montgomery, obviously, will be on the pricier side, especially with how he's pitching in the postseason. Um, You know, like, Frankie Montas. don't know what he's going to look like, but you might be able to get him for pretty cheap. Like, he hasn't pitched, so... Maybe low-risk, high-reward type thing. Um, <clears throat> there's guys like uh, Julio Tehran, uh, Kent Ameda, like that they pitched better than their $2, 3000000 million contract. But you could probably get them for less than what you're paying Matt's and just sign them to like a one- or two-year deal. And then you're like, okay, like, here are some viable guys uh, like Brad Keller – Coming out of Kansas City, like, he, he's he been decent at times. What's he look like when he actually has, like, a good team behind him and it's not the shitty-ass Royals? Right. Um I'm sure what the Cardinals will do is they'll add, like, Rich Hill, Zach Greinke.
0: Yeah, uh, dude, Zach Greinke's going to retire. Come on now. He's already retired, right? He's not going anywhere but Kansas City. He pitched for Kansas City one last year and is over with.
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: The Cardinals um, will talk him into coming out of retirement.
1: Yeah, and then and then they'll probably sign like Charlie Morton. It's like they'll yeah, add 20. three guys, but they'll all be like thirty-eight years old or older. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we fucked it."
0: Journeyman, dude, that's what they call that. Journeyman, dude, we are seasoned when it comes to pitching. Then,
1: yeah, I mean, and plus been like,
0: so good, you like, know, so you only need them to go four.
1: Waka could be a free agent. Flaherty could oh. be out there. You know, Lynn,
0: like, you could easily pick uh, up Lance yeah, Lynn.
1: Granted, he didn't look great. Yeah, but... bring
0: back Lynn, Waka, and there's probably one other Cardinals pitcher that used to be on the Cardinals. Let's bring him back, too. Uh,
1: yeah, Flaherty.
0: Oh, yeah, Flaherty.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: dude. It uh, brings Luke me Weaver. so much satisfaction Luke that Weaver, they traded him agent. to a competitive team, and then he was trash. Yeah, well, they
1: just used him out of the bullpen. Man, at the end well, of the year, he, he was trash. He was trash. You
0: know stuff. why he was in the bullpen? Because he was trash. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, fleece so dumb baby. Yeah,
1: so they'll um, Mad
0: at me for wanting to trade him in his glory days. And yep. yeah, He was having the last laugh now. Yeah, we thought you they know? should trade him a year ago. Yeah. Ignorant ass motherfucker, dude made one too many tweets around this team. Yeah, you know, uh, once you started tweeting, I knew you weren't paying attention to baseball. I just knew it.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah you're not dating Taylor fair. Swift. You can't pay <laughs> attention to
0: social media and play sports.
1: That's fair. Um. So if the Cardinals added let's say they add three starting pitchers through free yeah. agency. Okay. Who who are you? Like okay. what 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 are your like your big names? Like who they don't have to necessarily have to be like the flashiest names, like just yeah. who do you think are good additions Great. to the Cardinals? Gotcha. If it's just starting pitcher, I know that there's other issues, there's shit we've talked about, but let's we'll just Early rumblings are they're going to add pitching. Let's not worry about the bullpen. Just the starting pitching market. If they're going to add three guys, no more, no less. Mm. Who who are you favoring that you think would be good fits in Cardinal Red?
0: Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so I I definitely, if we're, if we're spending some money and we need an ace, I... I think the Cardinals should definitely be very aggressive on Aaron Nola. You know, lock him up. Maybe you don't get all three guys. Maybe all three guys that you signed this year aren't which one to be, but at least you've secured yourself and Aaron Nola for, say, the next eight years, you know, seven years, six. Like, cause I think I read something earlier that, like, they were wanting to give him a four year deal. He was wanting an eight year deal. So obviously, just like that one year into that he's probably still wanting uh a longer term deal so figure that out um sign up to that so i think i think we're locking up aaron nola and we have our number one pitcher we're set we're set in that market
1: okay so he's so he's thir- he'll be 30 years old going, mm-hmm. like it'll be his year 30 pitching season next year yep market value on uh SpotRick has castle like 25 mil or 24 and a half mm-hmm. million And annual average value, or average Mm -hmm. annual value, is that like, is that where you're thinking? So, like, if it's eight years four hundred mil, or sorry, eight years two hundred mil, Jesus four hundred mil, uh, eight years, yeah, call it twenty five million. So yeah, four years one hundred, yeah, so eight years two hundred million, so twenty five million a year, is that like? you think that you're you're on board with that deal for noah or
0: i think i'd rather pay him 30 million a year over the next five years okay yeah so whether he likes that or not but that's what i'm right. saying you got to work that out because if if it's that like if you can talk him to 30 million for five years and still get a big chunk of change and then we get a club option at a, a large chunk of money that in that six year you know if you're so balling, like right you know maybe I, not like a large chunk of money but like a decent sum of money well, that you like you just, think you'd be you worth it at that it another,
1: point yeah you could make it another 30 yeah equal then, to that 30 yeah and then yeah. so then you're sitting at 6 years 180 and then you could even yep. go the route of like a mutual option for yep. like a 7th year yep. at, at the same 30 so you're offering like essentially you know 7 years 210 million but you can get out after five. So the only way it's going to be seven years, $210 million is if he's worth that 30 million. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't, and... I don't think
1: that that's a bad structure because I would, it, and it's still less than, or it's more than what we were talking about. Eight years, 25 million, but then you're just locked in and you, you don't have an out. Like there's no yeah. opt out or anything like that. And if you, if he wants, like, you could even put in, like, an opt-out after year two or something like that. Like, give him the ability, like, hey, you can opt out after two years if you want. Or if you stay in, then it's for another three years. You know, and then if he doesn't like it here or he thinks he could get even more than that $30 million a year, he can take advantage of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I like Aaron Noah. Uh, and then I think my second guy, and he's getting getting like a three year deal with a fourth year option because he's 33 years old. I like sunny gray. Okay. We are rebuilding our rotation. So there's another like 60 million dollars probably if he's worth like the 20 million. That uh, you're saying he's worth, and I don't know if he'll get the twenty million. I have to look at his like career overall. He's been a pretty, you know, good pitcher, right? Other Probably.
1: than a, yeah, other than a sign frame in New York, <laughs>
0: yeah, other than yeah, when he was Yankees, Yankees yeah, Yankees yeah Strikes, he's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and he's
1: pitched in the in the NL Central, like he's familiar with with the ballparks and whatnot. He's maybe it's been a bit since he's seen the teams per se, but you know, he pitched a lot of effective years in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. And then I'd look at a guy like, uh, like, who is this? Like, was he pitched for the, Oh, also pitched for the twins. I thought Tyler Molly pitched for, uh, the reds. Didn't he pitch uh, for he did he? Oh, he did. I think he, yeah.
1: I think he moved over. Uh, maybe it was this last season. I think either a trade or maybe Cincinnati even like, caught him but yeah he he did yeah and i think he did at some point this season like this this year that's still ongoing but maybe i'm wrong uh sorry it was it looks like it was last year uh 2022 that he moved from cincinnati to minnesota
0: yeah so i'd be fine if your third guy is a guy like him brad keller um probably not Kyle Gibson, but like, cause Kyle Gibson is pretty much Steven Mats. But you know, like if that's your third guy, if you got, if you went out and got Sonny gray and Aaron Nola and then just took a shot at a third guy that was 10 million, you know, 11 million, one or two year deal. See what you got. Whoever that guy is. And that guy's easily able to go from a three to a five, to a bullpen start here and there, I, as long as the other two pitchers are named Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray, um, or like a, if if you happen to go, if you happen to be in the Yarmota conversation instead of get I and mean, maybe instead of getting Aaron Nola, maybe I'm still in that conversation. If you try harded with two guys, as I think is what I'm saying, the third guy's not going to be so important to me because I do right. think you do have some good pitching. You know, sure. and I, you I, I do Michaelis. want you to like be able to, like, hey, I want to bring this guy up. Like, so don't go like full commit a bunch of gang of money to the third guy because I want you to have flexibility to go, okay, cool. I don't like this guy. I'm immediately going to go to the young kid. Right. Yeah.
1: Because, like, you still have Michaelis, you still have Mats under contract.
0: Yeah. And Michaelis becomes a better pitcher when he's not a one, you know, you yeah. know, it's yeah, I, he's a little bit better of a matchup here and there, probably a little less pressure on him at all times.
1: Right, and you're you're giving him just better matchups in general. I feel yep. like I am I'm missing a guy.
0: Uh, like, a, what about like a Michael Lorenzen? Like, what he pitched a no hitter last year. I think kind of found it last year. Like, cool. Um, Johnny Cueto. Oh yeah, yeah alex cobb see i don't really think i'd be into an alex cobb and i do like blake snell but i just really think blake snell's gonna be overpriced for what he is so
1: yeah, I th- someone's think... gonna because yeah, I, I mean i think that you're
0: or like a lucas giolito is the third guy they're only projecting he's like 11 million like
1: yeah and that's so like for me i really think that like where they could capitalize on that because I, I like your idea of like the that third guy, if you can bring in for minimal money, like what you're looking at are the guys that have something to prove that you can be like, okay, like let's give you, you know, kind of like the, the Marcus Stroman effect, like, all right, like let's give you that one year deal. And then from there, like we, if you pitch really well, like we can earn, we can move it into a bigger contract. So it's like, all right, like let's give you, all right, Frankie Montez, you haven't pitched effectively in two years. So we'll give you, you know And I, two, I guess Martin
0: Perez gets that bill as well. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> two years thirty five million but it's like twelve million for the first year and then it's a club option for twenty three million the second year. So it's like all right you're you're guaranteed this money and then there's you know maybe like a three million dollar buyout. So it's like all right like you're guaranteed fifteen million for one year but if you pitch effectively, like we can pick you up for a second year at like what we think market value could be, and then we would go from there and see. Like then you would just be able to go back to free agency. So like we have the we have a choice of picking up the option on you, and we just keep like we retain your services for another year, but more market value. But we're gonna have you on this first year at. Below market value from what you're being valued at, still a bit of a raise from what you're making before, but we just haven't seen you pitch effectively. So we need to we need to see that, um, <clears throat> or even like uh, if Eduardo Rodriguez opts out, I think that that could be a good addition, um, as like a guy worth going all in on, um, yeah, j- just as a another left handed arm. That could yeah
0: I thought better. thought he loved Detroit
1: yeah I, I think like the big consensus is he's probably not going to opt out but uh. he's only he's it's only 18 million and with the price of pitching and the market being as aggressive as it is, Pete like people may be willing to pay a bit more for pitching especially when some of these other guys start to come off the books so he may be able to turn that into more money. Whether either from the Tigers or from another team, so yeah, if true. he's if he's trying to just maximize his his money, um, it could go that route. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, so I I think that they have a good number of options, and of course, they still have the depth pieces that they want to you know try to see what what's going on, you know, like. Zach Thompson, Libertor, you know, Rom, they still have McGreevy. They still have jerpy. Like they still have like 752 pitchers that you can only yeah, do is pitch draft pitchers with. in the
0: first round. competitive balance pick pitchers, baby. Right. It's
1: like they, they have a ton of options that they could fill that fifth starter. So if you add three guys to go along with Michaelis, and then you just fill that fifth spot internally, you can then, okay, what what do we have? If they didn't commit long term to I any mean, of these guys, you're just giving your you're giving yourself an opportunity to really fine tune who you want to trade away, get guys healthy because they've dealt with some health issues in their pitching staff, and then boom, here you go. Now we're gonna flip these guys into something different, or you know where we have no long term. Gray's is maybe midterm. This third guy is short term. Michaelis is probably short term at this point. I think he's, I think they signed him for, well, like a two-year extension. So he's only under contract for two more years. So you could be right back in the same boat where like, you have three rotation openings in 2025, 2026. And if your game plan is just those are going to be filled internally, now you have two years to figure your shit out and know what you want to move towards and then if the if you're not moving towards like if you know these guys are not winning that battle those are the arms that you can flip for the pieces you need elsewhere on your team for other bullpen arms or you know the the, like just those finishing touch pieces like what atlanta did with you know bringing in peterson and fucking Salar, whatnot, for like their playoff stretch. Like, that's the shit that you can use the these young... I mean, their whole outfield? ...to go do. Yes, their whole outfield. Um, <clears throat> I tried to do... I, I talked about this blue in the face with the Yankees, so like it was really hard for me not to, not to just stay focused on where it's at. I think it's very simple what they need to do. There's essentially, you know... If they can trade for Realuto, that would be great. Um, but I, I would really like to see them add Otani, Yamamoto, and Cody Bellinger. I think are are the the choices I would like to see them make. Um, it's like the top of my wish list.
0: We like Bellinger.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I I was surprised that they didn't trade for him um, or sign him. I I mean in the offseason when he signed the one-year deal with the Cubs. I thought that he would be a good fit. Now, granted, they had Bader. They didn't know Bader was going to be unhealthy. So it makes a little bit more sense. Um, But you passed on, you know, you gave it one more year for your catcher. That blew up in your face. You gave it one more year for center field. That's going to blow up your face. Dominguez is going to be hurt to start the year. He didn't have much in AAA anyway. So just let him... Get healthy, so you know. Sign Bellinger. You need to trade away Stanton. It's fine. Like that's the other big piece that needs to go away. Um, and then get your pitching right and healthy. Like if you have Cole and Cortez and Rodon and Yamamoto, and then either Schmidt or King. Great. I wouldn't be mad if like Schmidt. Or King or both. And then maybe, you know, like uh Everton Pereira or something like that. Like maybe you trade them to Philly for Real Muto, but I think they're gonna it's gonna be really tough to get them to give him up now. So probably a pipe dream, but that kind of shit. Not opposed to it. Um William Contreras, I think, is another name that I, I think I wouldn't mind having behind the plate um, that you could probably get for relatively cheap for Milwaukee. But I think that the catcher spot is the big upgrade that they need. Um, I, I'm not opposed to being Austin Wells. I just think that, you know, maybe he needs some time to develop, and I don't know if him developing behind Trevino is going to be the play. So maybe it'll be fine with Trevino and Wells to start the year. But that's why I think, like, just a true center fielder. Um, Kiermaier is another name that I think would be a good fit. Just a dynamic center fielder that's going to get the fucking everything. Can score your runs on the base fast. Just be a little bit more athletic. So they can do that. And then add the dynamic aspect of Otani and Yamamoto i will be very happy.
0: Yeah, it'd be a pretty good off season. Yep, yep. It's really be a good twenty. It'd be a good off season this year and next year. Yeah, you know, because you only you'll unlock half of your player <laughs> right. from this year the right. following year.
1: Exactly for sure. Like you're you're basically signing another pitcher.
0: Yeah, it'd be like, oh, it'd be just like, you know, the Cardinals' just like, excuse, well, we'll bring a guy back from the IR. It's kind of like uh, trading for a guy.
1: Yeah, because you definitely don't need Schmidt or King if you can roll with, you know, Cole, Otani, Yamamoto, Rodon, Cortez. You definitely don't need those guys then. And you're also do- you're also throwing out three lefties. Or I think Otani's right handed. I think he, he bats left. But throws Oh right.
0: yeah. Um, and maybe after this injury though, he'll pitch left.
1: Yeah, or both hands, maybe. What else can't that guy do?
0: Yeah. Maybe so, like, oh cool, we're uh actually three and two. Switching lefty. All
1: right. Uh so we're like one fifty two. There's one other topic that I had left. Um, so we either can sit on it for a week, it's just like the award season. But I before the season ends, I want to throw out, like, before they start to do who, who wins what or whatnot, um, just MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, like the big four, I want to get our predictions out there with who we think is deserving um, of those.
0: Okay. Let's go maybe, because let's see, next week we'll have, what, a couple more games to talk about. Or in these series might just be wrapping up.
1: Um, yeah, because what I on think the I Tuesday.
0: Said... Yeah, I think it's the yeah. 24th. Was the last day that it could be. Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. Something
0: like that. So if we record on the 23rd, that's the Monday or the 24th. Um, both will be wrapping up, so we'll just have a handful of games to talk about. Whatever else has come up. So I say let's talk about it next week.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I will try to not bring up postseason format changes.
0: Yeah, scheduling again. Yeah, yeah we're unless, uh, good. we're locked in.
1: Unless something comes up where they announce that they're changing it, then we're locked in. Yeah. Just go ahead
0: and rename this episode. Uh, uh, <laughs> postseason scheduling one hundred and one, one hundred and one. Manfred, listen to this.
1: <laughs> listen here, dude. Brogan, um think that covers Oh
0: and sorry my, my fourth picture that the Cardinals should bring in is Trevor Bauer. Sorry.
1: Oh Trevor Bauer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Forgot.
1: I I also if if the like if the Yankees brought him in, I wouldn't be mad. A lot of people would, and I know that it's not gonna happen. I don't think anyone's gonna fucking sign him, which is you know, depressing, but whatever. You know, shitty situation. Can't say I don't I don't understand it. It it's just dumb. Um Yep. Best so City will have the the knowledge of the City matchup. Well potential matchup at least we'll know. Um still rooting. All all we need I think there's three teams. Um San Jose, Dallas, or someone else. If one of the three of them lose and Kansas city beats Minnesota. Um, then they're in, I think it's Houston. Maybe like, uh, I think San Jose, Dallas or Houston. If one of those three teams lose and sporting and Casey wins, then they will be in the playoffs in the eight, nine matchup. So if they, and then if they win that one game plan wildcard match, then it'd be Casey versus St. Louis and our first ever post like playoff series um, which I think could be a lot of fun. So that's that's what I'm rooting for. Um, and then the Blues. I I'm not going to be able to handle another 80 games of team that they're playing. Like uh, Blues opponent scores in the first period. But Ruby gets it negated with a challenge. <laughs> Score goes zero zero to the end of the first. Blues give up a goal in the first minute of immediately. The blues tie it halfway through the second game remains tied one one through regulation a whole bunch of chances and overtime neither team scores goes to shootout I can't handle that for any more games because that's what we've gotten for two games so far that 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 was the rundown if I told you that's what happened there's no way you would have been able to discern what game I was talking about unless you asked me who won the game like did the blues win that's the only way I'd be able, you'd be able to discern whether I was talking about our first or second game. Don't worry, I'm going
0: to... On the next game, I'm going to bet the parlay line, will there be overtime? No. <laughs> or uh, yes. Yes. So, All I'll right. ruin it.
1: Before. Fair enough. <clears throat> Appreciate it. Gotcha. <clears throat> but cool. All right, well, under two hours. Always happy when we do that. Happy accidents. But... uh. Mm. As always, thanks for tuning in. Till next time, stay cool. Peace.